1: What up everybody? Welcome to the Corner Podcast. I'm Kel Dansby with the old man Andreas Hale. We're rocking our hats today. I did not feel like shaving my head. I was like, yo, it's it's a hat day. Repping my my New York football giants because the draft is coming up. Them socks, baby. We might not see the socks play again for like another six months. I don't know what's going on. No, stupid MLB is the worst. So we are back in the building. It was a Great weekend, some fun combat sports. Um, We'll get to touch on UFC 271, Israel Adesanya going against Whitaker for the second time. What was different? What was the same? What do we think going forward? Should there be a trilogy? We'll talk a little bit of boxing with Amir Khan, Kel Brook coming up overseas this weekend. Also, it was Valentine's Day. We'll see what Dre did for Valentine's Day, which is usually nothing because your birthday is the day before. So I got to see what the old man did for his birthday as well. So it was a busy weekend, not to mention the Super Bowl and how all
2: that on you know unfolded. And- Bengals cost me money. Bet on the Bengals. I thought I had it at one point. It looked Close. good. It looked good for a second. OBJ went down and I was like, all right, we all right. We in good shape. <laughs> not- then that offensive line just collapsed. Well, the refs really cost you. Yeah. Well, the greps also helped the Bengals early. <laughs> because- yeah. <laughs> Yo. Jalen Ramsey Ramsey got mugged. My God. Yeah. But, yeah, the Super Bowl, we ain't got time to talk about all that. because Neither of our teams were in it. No. But, you know, shout out to the uh, the Rams. OBJ got his his championship. Yeah. Good for him. Go dance somewhere. Yeah. Now it's just, you know, all I'm thinking about is we just got paid Debo. That's all I'm worried about.
1: Oh, y'all got the dough. You're fine. Got to get rid of that quarterback. Just to start a new... He's gone. He's already looking for a new home. <laughs> He's out of here. So, man, it was a busy weekend outside of that. Valentine's Day. What what did you do for your birthday? Let's start there. Watch the Super Bowl.
2: That was it. That was it. No breakfast? No brunch? No, I'm still not drinking. So, oh, so, so you can't have yes. brunch without drinking. Brunch without liquor is just breakfast. Okay. What's the point? So, yeah, I got up. Uh, You know, my daughter woke me up, told me happy birthday. The Game was coming on. I... Place the bet. I spent way too much time in the sports book trying to figure out what to bet. Lost. Who cares? <laughs> Watched the game. I got an Oculus, so I was played that after the game. I stayed up all night playing Oculus in video games. That's, that was my birthday. It's not really exciting. I had like two cakes for no reason because all I do is waste cake because I don't eat cake a lot. Yeah. yeah. I thought you guys do the bunt cakes. Nah, we we did, we did this place called Teaspoons. I got a cheesecake and a uh, pineapple something that my daughter wanted to get me. And then I had a deep dish pizza. So I was, like, really full by the end of the night. And then Sunday, I just, like, I mean, Monday, I was, like, sleep. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was uh, i was in Atlanta. And the game comes on stupid late on the East Coast. Are you watching anything on the East Coast. I'm now spoiled by the West Coast. So the East Coast is the worst. The game didn't come on until 630. So I was, like, I'm just killing time all day. Thankfully, I went out there for, like, reason. visit my godfather. So spend spent some time with him before the game. But still, I was, like, this is for. Ever. And then the game finishes. I'm like, oh, it'd be great to go out. But now it's stupid late. My fight was like at 6 a.m. the next morning to get back to Vegas. So I was like kind of a, a waste of a Super Bowl weekend in terms of like traveling schedule. Um, but had a good time in Atlanta. Always do. Saw family, all that good stuff. Got back. Valentine's Day. My wife despises Valentine's Day. Okay, I need you to explain. Oh, it has. I, I, there's no particular rhyme or reason behind it. She never wanted gifts, never celebrates. She really hates the weights and, like, how packed restaurants are yeah. on Valentine's Day. Because I'll be like, yo, we don't need to get a gift. Let's just go eat. But then she's like, oh, my God, the reservations and then the wait. Then it takes so long to get your food out because it's packed. She hates Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Everything about it. So I was like cool she she told me this morning she was like man we didn't even post pictures of each other i was like you hate the holiday i'm gonna do fake the funk like no she was like no that's true and i was like we can like do the day after valentine's day like but that's usually like side chick day so i don't know like we can go out like people be looking at us funny um i mean the side chicks would definitely be upset because they're like got a ring on what you doing here tonight
2: yeah. So, like, like, well, what are you doing here tonight? Get a man. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> get your I mean, own man. I was about to
1: say they were like, I got a man. Ain't he, yours. He's like, our man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and them he's and sharing. Someone else. Yeah, Ugh. it's it's a co-world for the side man. co-world, um, and to everyone's second family out there. You know, it's a lot of a lot of time juggling going
2: on. I have no idea about any of this stuff. It is way beyond my reach. Listen, I come from a Puerto Rican family.
1: <laughs> like. You know, some, some people in past generations have dabbled in having second and third families. So, uh, wh- whatever whatever floats their boat, I- I've
2: seen it all. Um, what did you do for Valentine's Day since it was the day after your birthday? Nothing. I did absolutely nothing. My Sleep. wife went to work. I sent her, yo, it's my first, cause my, you know, my wife usually works at home. Now she has a job as an attorney. She works in the law office. It's my first time. I was like, I'm going to send her flowers to the office. Yo. <laughs> oh, you ball. I, I, <laughs> So, usually I buy flowers, bring them home, buy, you know, balloons and all that. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yes, you know, a couple, you know, $70, $80. I bought flowers and, you know, some cookies. $180. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck did I just do? And my wife was like, this is great. And then they didn't deliver the cookies. So, I contacted. So, I'm pissed now. I'm <laughs> hot. I'm like, I contacted Pro Flowers. Uh, pro Flowers, you're in trouble. So, uh, contacted I contacted Pro Flowers. like, yo, you didn't deliver my cookies. And they was like, oh, we can just refund those. I was like, no, nah, I want everything back. They gave me everything, they refunded everything. Oh, so it was free flowers. Yeah, so then I bought myself some sneakers. Oh. <laughs> I treated myself. Of course you did. <laughs> I was like, I looked at my account, and they refunded all that money back. And then there was some Air Max 90s, and I was like, well, it's like a free pair of kicks, so I'm just going to buy them. <laughs> yep, so that's what I did. Wife just none the wiser. None the wiser. <laughs> I'm going to take her to dinner, maybe tonight. tomorrow. And, you know, the fact that she's pregnant, she really doesn't want to do anything. She just wants to come home and go to sleep. So it's like... And y'all are on the the back end of this. Yeah, place. we're in the third trimester. We're in the final stretch, man. So, yeah, we, we did nothing. Like, she came home. We watched some TV. We watched a lot of Southside. We're catching up on Southside on HBO Max, which is incredible. There's too much stuff to watch on TV. Yeah, we
1: watched Bel Air. We watched Southside. I got to catch Bel Air. Like, Yeah, it's a I lot. I saw, like, 15 minutes of the first episode. It looked really good. I was like, yo, it's, it's going to get me, but, like
2: a lot of a time it's it's good like i'm going to watch it right the acting is good the the shot great the soundtrack is great but there's a few things i have a problem with and it's carlton's character and i know some people love it because a very dark version of carlton but after like in a couple of episodes i'm like this is a lot right like that was like this this is a lot and i was like i hope there's more backstory to explain why he's this way because it's not the Carlton you remember from the original fresh prince which is fine, because I know this is a reimagination of Fresh Prince. But I was like, me and my wife looked at each other, and I was like, this is a lot. Like it like, wears on you. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's a lot. It's like, there's evil, and then there's like this guy. Yeah. And it's like, this is Carlton. And then my wife can't get over his hairline. because His hairline starts like the middle of his head. So my wife was just like, I can't get over his hairline. And I was like, yeah, really bad. To me, like, I was like, yo, this shit shot like all American. It it's it is is All-American American. in Bel-Air. That's, That's exactly what it, like. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the
1: thing. I don't like All-American. No. I don't like that show. First season and a half, I was okay. Then it started getting really, like, it got real, like, yo. um what, empire-ish.
2: Right. Like, after a season and a half, and I was like, yo, you've gone off the deep end. So, I watched a few episodes of All-American, and I was like, eh, it's really not for me. I moved on, right? My wife, she's a completionist. If she starts something, she's going to finish it. No matter how bad it is. Like, she watched that show, Queens. And she oh, hated, and yeah. she was like, she, like I walk in the room, I was like, why are you still watching? She was like, I have to finish it. Like, she's frustrated that she has to finish these shows. So she didn't, she got to like the second season of All American. She was like, you, you should be happy you quit because it's not good. It went off the no. rails. Yeah. Bel Air is very much like All American. Like, that was as soon as I'm watching and my wife was like, this is like All American. I was like, I looked at her and I was like, I don't know if we'll make it through the first season <laughs> if it gets any worse. She was like, nah, we'll see because All American had a good premise and they just kind of flew off the rails. And I was like, all right, and Bel Air is...
1: Is this supposed to be more than one season? I, I don't was, know. I thought it was like a one and done, like...
2: I don't know. There's, a, there's just a couple storylines that I'm just... like, And then the whole Uncle Phil thing, it bothers me, right? Skinny Uncle Phil? No, not that. It's the fact that he has, like, this $25 million house, and he's, like, running for DA, and DA's, like, make no money, right? A DA really doesn't make any money. And Like, my wife, she's an attorney. She, she tells me, she was like, no, because, like, Uncle Phil in the original Fresh Prince, there's no way he could afford that house. On no his, on the salary. There's no way. Why is we a with, judge? Yeah, judges make no money. Oh. They make I mean they make good money, but in California to afford a house and have a butler, like people talk about the Cosby show is unrealistic. Fresh Prince is unrealistic. <laughs> this fool had a butler. You look at this one, he's got like a $20 million house. He's got a backyard the size of like this casino. And I'm like, ah and he's like, I'm running for DA. And he was like, yo, I won a few cases. And I'm like, all right. But if you know what your practice like, even if you made like a cool it's a $25 million house. Easy in Bel Air. And I'm like, that's just not realistic. <laughs> and it drives me nuts because I'm watching the show and they're all driving like Lexus. You know, the, you know there's, there's Xanax flying around. The girl's on, so, Hillary's a social media maven. And I was like, it's different, but I have a problem with when people have unrealistic lives. Tyler Perry does it in his shows every, every time. Every person that works at a marketing agency in a Tyler Perry movie is the best marketing agent ever. And it's like, can't you just have a job? Do you have to be the best at everything? No, I mean that's that wouldn't be cool for television. It is. Just have a job. Just just work. Like you just want it to be Seinfeld. I like you mean, just want to be like That's what makes Seinfeld normal great. people. <laughs> yeah. But when I like normal people and normal yeah. shows, but it's like as soon as I looked in the house of Fresh Prince and I was like, my wife, my wife is a realtor and she's a broker and she was like, that house is like $25 million. Everyone listening, again, Andreas' wife is like superwoman. She is. She's better than me. Y'all look at me and be like, man, Andreas is great. Nah, she's done everything. But she looks at that show and she's like, there's no way he could afford that house off of that seller. There's just no way. And like, we're both going, when are they going to reveal he's selling dope? Because it has to happen. There's just no way. Came from Philly. He was a kingpin. And then Jeffrey, he's like the house manager. He's not the butler. And he never does anything. (laughs) He's playing pool. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. It's only three episodes so far. I'm going to get through it. (laughs) Jeffrey playing pool. Jeffrey's Jamaican, and he plays pool and he like gives like sage advice all the time. Oh, and he's like flashing money. But I'm like, yo, like Jeffrey the butler in the original Fresh Prince, he was the butler. This guy doesn't do anything. I haven't seen him pick up a dish. I haven't seen him watch anything. I don't know. I, I like how it's shot. I like the acting. I'm just very concerned about where this show
1: is going. Yeah, Let's I see. Don't, I'll see when I dive into it. I have too much like reality TV going on right now. I can't do that. To try it's to catch up on everything else.
2: How do you all Uh, watch all
1: this reality TV? It's so good. It's so good. No, it's not. No, outside of, like, the Jocelyn's Cabaret show, (laughs) where the chick continuously shoots for double-leg takedowns now. Yo, she's in the
2: wrong line of work.
1: Yo, she hits the monkey crawl, gets into position, and straight goes Khabib on other strippers. You shared the clip. I
2: didn't know there was a part two. Yeah, there's two parts of that. Part two is better than part one. Like, she she took her down twice, and it's like, first of all, why don't y'all put on your clothes before y'all fight? Right. Uh, that's that's a good question. It's like, hey, we're so gonna like, fight. And she's half like, naked. Yep. Yeah, it's like All topless, right. bottomless. And then Shawty's like, she goes into the monkey crawl, and I'm like, and the other girl's like, What are you like she looks at her like, what are you doing? And then the next thing you know, it's she's her on her back. too. You've yeah. seen her do this already. Yeah, she's already she already got you down from double underhooks. Yeah. And slam and then the thing she does is she slams them and then she locks her arms underneath. She does. And she's as a man control, and she's like, I could hurt you, but I can't. Yeah. Then she's like, Praise God. Get the demon out! You, I'm like, what is wrong with this woman? <laughs> Yo, that's straight Habib talking to Connor while go. he's like pummeling him on the
1: floor style. Listen, she I'm, has training. You, do you have Zeus? I do. Why? I told you, I've, I've subscribed to Zeus <laughs> <laughs> twice. <laughs> it's like uh, $4.99 a month, and I binge um, <laughs> uh the new Chance at Love show oh, or whatever. God. There's two seasons of it. It's the worst television I've seen in my life, and I love reality TV. It's the worst reality show ever. And it's like Flavor of Love, 10 times worse. That's bad. It's disgusting television. But I was like, I got to watch. So I paid for Zeus twice to watch that. And like, Jocelyn's Cabaret is on there or whatever. But I never got into it. There's people who like it. But obviously, they have mixed martial artists. Right. Uh, you know, pretending to be strippers.
2: And it's shot in Vegas. This so, latest season is. The original was Miami. So, old oh girl, take your ass to the UFC Apex. Real quick, and I and I know it was funny because somebody Contender was like, series. You know, somebody said it was like you really think she's gonna get paid more in the UFC than she does stripping? And I was like, damn it, you're right. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess you keep stripping. We solved, solved the wrong. <laughs> we solved the mystery. I get it. I guess she, she was gonna be a UFC like, fighter. Twenty years of jujitsu <laughs> training. They gave her a ten and ten, she, and 10. she was like, I'm gonna hit this pose because y'all playing games. Y'all playing. I'll beat up these women and take their money, but y'all playing games. Y'all, her technique
1: was so good. Yeah. Oh my God. I wouldn't fight her. No, straight side control. It was easy. It ain't even raining down punches. She's tough. No. This is like, people are like, yo, you know how hard it is to do no gi jujitsu? This was 10 times harder. Yo, this is no clothes jujitsu. No clothes jujitsu. <laughs> They're hat, like butt naked doing it,
2: and she's still <laughs> managing to stay in control. I showed my wife, I was like, hey, you should check this out. And, you know, I didn't tell her anything. I said, you should check this out. She's like, what do you have me watching? Because all she sees is naked women, right? And they're talking, and the other girl's like, get the demon out of you. And she takes her down. My wife looks at me, and she's like, is she a UFC fighter? I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, why? Did, she was like, because she watches reality TV in the background. She was like, I can't watch this. No. You're like, this is Y'all too classy for that. We watch a lot of, like, she watches a lot of reality TV, but that, she was just like, like you gotta have Top Ramen
1: and three Kool-Aid packets in your cupboard yeah. to watch this. Not even four. Like, not even enough to make two full pictures. <laughs> you got to have an odd number of Kool-Aid packets yeah. in your cupboard to watch this type of reality
2: TV. Yeah, you got to have spaghetti with ketchup. Oh. That's, that's the kind of reality TV that the is. Thick noodles. Oh, or a syrup sandwich. You did syrup sandwiches? I did it once.
1: No, nah, I did. Uh, I was the king of the cinnamon and the sugar.
2: I, I did. Just uh, on my, one piece of bread. Yo, Not even a sandwich. <laughs> just one piece of bread so it toasted into it. We did a, uh, when we were broke, my grandma was like, all right, we don't have any spaghetti, spaghetti sauce, so it's spaghetti and butter. And I was like, this is high cholesterol. Oh, my, my daughter God. does that to this day. That's disgusting.
1: My da- that. daughter doesn't like spaghetti sauce. She'll eat it if I make her. And, but she always makes me keep like an extra thing of the noodles to the side. She'll heat it up the next day with just butter Ooh. and eat it. She loves yeah. it. That's gross. Again, yeah, I blame myself. When she was like little, I was in college, you know, I had no money. So she drank Kool-Aid out of her sippy cup every day to the point where it stained the top of the sippy cup, like the plastic, (laughs) it was stained red. So uh, that's all she grew up on was that. And then we'd make her top ramen and we put it like in the high chair and she'd eat it with her hands. So to this day, like she just has a hood
2: palette. Wow. (laughs) We we just went all over the the place just now. Incredible.
1: It is. It is. We took a, a tour, a tour de France. Uh, of ratchetness just now. Uh, shout out to the girl who has amazing jujitsu, though. Yeah. Yeah. Get um, it? Eagle sure. FC. Eagle FC, give her a call.
2: Yeah, or, or you It'll know, she should be on tough enough at least.
1: Something. Her name has to be like Alize Namagamedov. Like, <laughs> that got to be her stripper name. Like, uh, so, just got to combine both
2: worlds right It's coming, coming to the poll. She can <laughs> take it off for singles or take you down for a dollar. Here's <laughs> Alizade Namagamedov. <laughs> Yo, what I just
1: picture Bruce Buffer doing? Oh. It's tied, just in the middle of like cheetahs. Oh
2: my <laughs> or god! Experiment, rhino. Yeah, at the rhino. Yeah.
1: Oh my god! And she just comes out like Anderson and Silva, and she does like the the slow crawl onto the stripper stage. Yep,
2: yep. Oh, and she comes into. There's some holes in this house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, her walkout song gotta be the best. <laughs> Does a
2: post fight interview. All right, we did, we've oh done too God. much with this.
1: We've just, oh posted. my God, we've gone we've off the rails. We have real UFC to talk about here. Let's, let's hit the break. Too much ratchetness. We're going to hit the break. We're going to come back. We're going to dive right into UFC 271. We're going to recap that card and then we're going to have a guest to preview this weekend's called card, Jamal Hill, who is amazing in light heavyweight division. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about that and wrap it up with boxing. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. All right, everyone. Ratchetness aside, we are back. Time to talk real MMA. Some stand-up. No, no takedown. We had UFC 271 this past weekend, right before the Super Bowl. So it was kind of a good double wham for combat sports fans. Like we, we had people being punched in the face, and then we saw one hell of a game on Sunday. This main card, like the undercard, it was cool. I'd say the highlight of undercard or the low light. We had Roxanne Modafferi versus Casey O'Neill. Close fight. A lot of people thought Roxanne won it. It's her, she let it be known. She was retiring after this fight. I kind of wanted to see her win.
2: I didn't think she had any, I think, didn't think she,
1: think she won that fight at all. No, she got taken down in two rounds out of three.
2: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, whatever judge gave her 29-28 was bugging it. He was The judge, he was bad. And Bispin called him out twice. Yeah, he did. But, uh, you know, Roxanne Mataferi, 39 years old. She had a nice run. The game has clearly evolved. Uh, I was more concerned that you know Casey O'Neill is an up-and-comer. Yeah, right. And she looks like somebody before the Ferry fight. He was like, oh, maybe she could be top five. She got hit a lot by Ferry. Yeah, she. Um, I don't want to say she struggled. She she had a hard time, but she
1: showed that there's some flaws there. When Mataferry is not known necessarily for her striking like that, right? So for her to be able to piece you up, get through your guard so easy, and like you then having to take her down right? to secure rounds, that's like, uh, that's, that's, I don't want to call it active desperation, but you knew like, yo, I'm probably not going to be able to win these
2: scorecards standing on the feet, which is not good. Shout out to Casey O'Neill also, though, for a post fight interview where she would just went full heel. Super heel. Like, you want to boo me? Yeah. You want to boo me? You want to <laughs> boo me?
1: She, she did what Cody Rhodes should have done a long time ago.
2: Uh, we'll that's for a different it. show. Yes. 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 <laughs> But that, uh, that, that's, like, embrace it, right? When you're yep. the heel, just whatever. You beat Roxanne Montefiore, they don't like it too bad. Cool. Then boo me. Yep. Um, then we have Andre Arlovsky. Hey, sooner or later, they're <laughs> going to have to give him an opponent, right? That can beat him. I mean, this was not an easy layup. They aren't. But, look, Arlovski. Arlovsky, he, look, look at all the champions in the UFC that have happened since Arlovsky. Brock Lesnar. He's wrestling, right? What was that, UFC 100? Well, that's when Brock beat Frank Mir, right? When yeah. When destroyed Frank Mir. But before that, you know, he beat Randy Couture. Andre Olavsky beat Tim Sylvia. Yeah. Andre Olavsky's been fighting for a very long time. And now he's, like, won, like, five or six fights in a row. And now it's, like, they keep giving him heavyweights that nobody's ever heard of, right? You yeah. saying it. It's, like, every time Andre Olavsky fights, it was, like, here's a heavyweight, this, an up-and-comer. And then Olavsky's, like, nope. And it's weird because he's not a gatekeeper because he's not even close to a title shot. But he's a guy that's like, you want to be in the top 15? Yeah. yeah. You got to beat me. They can't beat him. Like, nobody, like, they can't beat old Arlovsky. He might be top 10 now. At, at this point, I think we said it last week, look, man, Dana, just sign Fedor and give us Arlovsky, Fedor, too. That's all so we need. Just, just do it. Come on. Head, like, headline a fight night, man. Just, just and that not, does numbers. Yeah, or, or put it on pay-per-view, right? Or yeah. have it the closing fight on the prelim for the, the July show. If you put that as the
1: co-main, or even third fight at night, behind John and Stepe, for yeah. the interim belt. I'm here for it. You do stupid numbers.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't need to be a five-round fight, because these no, two are round. too old for all this. You don't want to do that. Nope. Give it to
1: me. Three-round with John and Stepe. You, you can sell whatever you want.
2: Yeah, I'll take it. And then, let's see, main card, Bobby Green. Hey, man. I, I can't remember my picks from last week. I can't remember. If I I, I, don't I think, didn't pick Bobby. I don't Green. think I picked Bobby Green. No. I haven't picked Bobby Green in like six fights. But as I'm watching this fight, I was like, why didn't I pick Bobby Green? Because I'm watching him, and I'm like, yo, his striking has not looked this sharp in a long time. Ever. It's looked good in spots. Yeah. But this was a clinic. The fluidity, the confidence. This was an absolute clinic. And I'm like, ah, oh, well... Bobby Green is a guy now, it's like, he's fringe top 15. Yep. He's, and if the lightweight division wasn't so stacked, he'd probably be in the top 15. He'd probably have beaten a few of those guys. But now it's like, hey, man, I get this guy a fight. Bobby Green can fight. Yeah, his record's not horrible. No. Nah.
1: 29 and 12, 29, nah. 12, and 1. That's better than Jorge though. Better than Cowboy. Better than yeah, Diaz. yeah. Like, I mean, we've seen other people turn it on with records like this. And then just go on a crazy run. Yeah, it's true. Um, his next fight, I got to hit up the UFC. I want to request Bobby Green to be our guest yeah. before his next fight. I'm going to look him in the face and be like, yo, I apologize. I figured you lose like six times straight. Like, you're crushing it. Um, so, no, that was a good fight. Alexander Hernandez lost in the next one to Moicano by submission.
2: I know I picked Hernandez like an idiot. Yeah. And, uh, as soon as the fight started, I was like, oh, if Moicano gets him down, it's over And I was like, oh, there it is. (laughs) There it is. I I mean, it took two rounds to do it. Yeah, but he clocked him, took it back, rear naked choke. Hernandez had nothing to do. This is a guy who kind of, Hernandez kind of blew onto the scene. He was one of those guys who were like, oh, he might be a contender. And they just just knocked him off quick. And Moicano is a guy that a lot of people forgot. High-level Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. Looked great. And another lightweight. Lightweight division is loaded. Crazy. Absolutely Uh, loaded. Then we have co-main event.
1: Jared Cannon, or um, excuse me, not Coleman, but third fight of the night, Jared Cannonier versus Derek Brunson. I thought we were going to restart the streak. Yeah, I thought so too. During the first round, I was like, "Man, Derek Brunson looks good. He looks loose. Cannonier is just trying to pick his shots. He Can't really find a good place to come in." Um, Brunson at one point had Cannonier in a little trouble in the first. Yep, at the end of the first. At the end of the first, then we go into the second, and it only takes one punch with Cannonier. Can't Can't
2: make a mistake. But it wasn't even that. It's like Brunson spent so much energy going for takedowns, and he was, like, shooting from way outside. Yeah. And he was working hard to get those takedowns. And then it was, like, in the second round, he had a full energy bar, then he had no energy bar. (laughs) And it was, like, all over his face, too. He was like, "Uh uh-oh. And Cannonier was like, uh-oh? What? (laughs) I'm, I'm coming for you. And Brunson, he was done. Yep. Like, he blew his load, and it was like he had nothing left. And Cannonier took advantage of it. And those elbows from the top position in soccer, they were just... Brutal. Oh, insane. So now it's like, yeah, you know, Air immediately goes to Dana. I get the next title shot, and Dana's like, all right. and Who else? Yeah, sure. And it's like, it's, it's, I guess. it's, it's weird because we're going to talk about the main event in a few, but it's like, the guy who just lost in the main event beat him handily. Yep. And now he's going to get a title shot? Mm, okay. But they have nobody in the middleweight division. You know who needs to come up? And we'll, we'll talk to this in more detail. it. Yep, leave welterweight alone. I like him at welterweight as well. I do too, but leave welterweight alone because the path to a title shot is very quick in middleweight. That is true,
1: but I would argue it's easier to do the lighter weight first. If in your mind you think you'd be a two division champion, and he's competed at both,
2: you go for the lighter weight first and it, then blow up. It just takes. It might take him a little longer at welterweight. At middleweight, I think he wins like two I fights. I think they're fast-tracking him, whichever weight class.
1: That's player. probably true. Because, I mean, it's not like at welterweight it's any different than middleweight. The champion, Usman, has run through that's also the top five true. twice. Yeah, I After guess Leon Edwards, it's twice through. Yeah, I mean,
2: but is but completely run out of opponents. I mean, yeah. It's just like this. Whatever it is, Kamayev is that one Kennanier guy. is like his Leon Edwards. Not even that. We'll get to that in a second. But Kamayev is that one guy I'm looking at. He's the only guy I can see that can beat Adesanya middleweight. Yep. Because you can't strike with him. Mm-hmm. And Cannonier is a full-blown striker. And I was like, yeah, you beat Derek Brunson, but Adesanya wiped him out in the first round. Yep. So there's that. Yeah, at least
1: Kananir, I don't think he's going to be calculated against Adesanya.
2: But that'll get him knocked out.
1: Yeah, I love it. So there's that. That's what I, I root for. Um Co-main event, Derek Lewis fighting at home in front of the Houston fans versus Ty Tui Did I pick Ty? I'm pretty sure I picked Ty.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I picked Derek Brunson. I know. Derek Lewis. Or excuse me, Derek Lewis. But you know what I did? The day of the fight, I was like, ah, oh, he's in Houston. I'm gonna pick Derek Lewis. I tweeted that. And I was like, I'm an idiot. All bad. But then in, in the first in the first round, like, first of all, big meaty man slapping me, right? Yeah. And you know, they about it took about a minute to get into it, but when it, when they started swinging them things, it was like they were hitting each other, sound like lunchboxes slamming on Cadillac doors. I was like, "God damn!" There was a there was a spot where Derek Lewis had tied down and started hitting him, and I was like, the, "Any other person, the fight would be over." But Ty Tuivasa is such a maniac; he didn't even cover his face. He was like, "I'm oh. just going to get up." He ate four of them things. Yeah, just slamming Cadillac doors. Yo, Derek Lewis, it came out the fat pat. <laughs> Ty Tuvasa came out to Cindy Lauper. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> and this fight was like, this was what we wanted out of Nganu and Derek Lewis. Yep. We wanted just two guys just throwing ham sandwiches at each other. And Tuivasa survives the first round. And in my head, I was like, oh, is probably going to win this fight. But I don't know. Like, they're just letting hands just letting hands because well, we know Derek gasses more yeah. than anything. Yeah. But it looked like Derek was kind of conserving energy. But then that second round happens and Tuivasa hits him a short elbow and makes him face plant. Tied to Ivasa, for a guy that we just
1: think like he just swinging and bang. Take yeah. Derek Lewis's phrase. Him and his corner are very smart, so he comes into this fight, and if you watch the Daniel Cormier fight versus Derek Lewis in this fight, is nearly identical. Yep, it's you keep your head, waist level, and you put him against the cage. When you pick it up, you can dirty box on the inside because he can't load up. But as soon as you get some space, your head has to be waist level, which is why he ate some of those uppercuts. Yep. And it's like you can eat those as long as you're not at a distance. And he's winding up. That's where, like, wrestlers and stuff mess up. They shoot from a distance. Derek winds up, hits him with the uppercut, it's over. But when you have his back to the cage and he can't wind up, you can eat a lot of these shots because he can't put as much behind it. He throws from the legs. And Ganu, winds up, throws all upper body. It's all like hip, core, taking your face off from wherever. Derrick Lewis isn't that. So Taito Ivas was like, cool, we're going to slug it. But every time Derrick Lewis' back was against the octagon, every single time. And he was like, I can eat your power here. And then he caught Derrick Lewis because Derrick Lewis has no defense in space against the crate. There's no defense. No. Nah. Offense is his defense. So he was like, I'm going to hit you too. And you're not going to take it in close quarters. And Cormier showed that. Cormier was able to survive the power, tire him out in those close quarters, swinging with him, and then take him down. Taito Iwasa didn't have to take him down. So now,
2: Derrick Lewis was ranked three. Yep. Taito so is now ranked
1: three. Yeah, Derrick Lewis probably slide back to six. I didn't check the rankings. Um, I know they came
2: out. I know. I, I just slid Derek down one spot because he, he knocked out Curtis Blades. Like He yeah. knocked out everybody else beneath him. The only other person he lost to was Cyril Gunn. Now you put Tuivasa in the spot, and it's like you look at the heavyweight division, and you're like, "All right, and king, and, it and looks injured, like, yeah." And it looks like Steve A and John. Where's Ty fit in this picture now? Don't face Cyril Gunn. That's probably what's going to happen. It's not a good stylistic match. No, it's not. It's not at all. But at least, like Tuivasa, he's he's one of those guys you look at me like you shouldn't be here. And when those two fight, like when Derek Lewis and Ty Tuivasa fight, you looked at them and they look like dads fighting, right? Yeah. Like, grown man, like, you know, I got too many things to do to hit this gym, but I got man strength. Cyril and Francis Garner, like, all I do is hit the gym. That's how those two look. When that fight happens, I mean, it's not outside the realm that two could can win. I don't think he will. I think it's a good fight. No, I
1: think the smartest move for him would probably be to face whoever's six or seven. So say, like, right under Derek Lewis, right? You face them because you think in your mind, Cyril Ghosn just had a title shot. They're not going to give him another one that fast. So if I face the next person and say John Jones or Stipe wins the interim title, and then, cool, for any reason, Francis Ngannou contract or his knee injury is not fully healed, by the end of next year, I could be fighting for a title. Because they're not going to pass me who has a highlight reel knockout and fight someone with a better style who stand and bang and possibly get another knockout,
2: Cyril GaN's decision isn't going to jump. me. So, beneath Ty is Curtis Blades. That's four. Yeah, i fight Curtis. That doesn't get you
1: a title shot. though. Knocking out Curtis does, because Cyril GaN just is going to point someone to death. Yeah, but Curtis is going to take you down. No, we thought the same, but he got knocked out by Derrick Lewis, shooting for a takedown. Yeah, I don't know. Got knocked out by Ngannou twice, shooting for a takedown. I don't know. It's a risky fight. It's a risky fight. I don't know. I don't you know. Take that over Cyril GaN. Let's talk about this this main event. Uh, main event, Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. What did I tell you was gonna happen? It's gonna be safe. What happened? It's gonna be ugly. He was safe. It was ugly. <laughs> yeah, he he lost. Like yeah. he knew um, not to rush in. But a lot of people, and this is where Israel Adesanya now is in that he's in that weird place. Where if someone keeps it close, people feel like they win. Yeah. Their expectations are so low. The opponents, so high for the champion. If you don't knock them out, if they're somewhat competitive, people's eyes and brains are now trained to be like, nope, give them that round. Yeah. I gave Whitaker one round.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, look, you won that fight. Hands down. Yeah. I Whitaker
1: think he took the first three rounds and dropped Whitaker at the end of the first. That was almost over.
2: Yeah. There is, Whitaker, I said he's going to have to fight a cautious fight because he runs in, he's going to get knocked. Yep, he knew that. You could see it on his face. His leg was compromised. Leg kicks were doing him in. Whitaker had nothing, no answers. Now, here's the thing: you can argue that Whitaker, because ESPN did that Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he could be on that Mount Rushmore in middle ways.
1: Yeah, when I voted on that, I was, it was tough.
2: But it's like, but he could. He's not too Cut. far away. Could. But Whitaker, that means Whitaker. The distance between Whitaker and the rest of the division, that gap is wide. Yeah. Because who's going to... Because he, he beat Darren Till. He beat Jared Cannonier, And he beat them all handily. He, he dominated Kelvin Gastelum, And he was like, I can't beat this guy. It's like it's like the Boston... Who does Bonacina fight next? Uh, I don't know. Should probably- he lost. He lost to Vittori. At Light Heavyweight. Oh, yeah. When either of them decided it was just going to eat everything and fight. Yeah, that's true. But if you look at, at Whitaker, as good as he is, he's not better than Israel Adesanya. So that leaves him in a spot where forever gatekeeper. Or... Drop that back down to Welterweight. Drop down instead of going up. Yeah. No, he can't go up. He's too small. Okay. He fought at Welterweight. Yeah. He got knocked yeah. out by Wonderboy. Boy. But I feel like if he goes back down, he has a better chance at getting a title shot. He's done. There's people like, oh, Israel Asanya Robert, Robert Whitaker three. Why? There's he's, no point in it. He's one
1: of the guys that Kamaev has to fight before he gets to style
2: bender. Yeah. He would be that guy. But, yeah. it, but then you look at it it's like they're treating me like food. Like because that's that's what they're doing to you. But if you go to welterweight, they would put you somewhere in a top five opponent. Yeah. And you have a better chance. You'd be two fights away from a title shot. In the middleweight division, Adesanya has created so much distance. The other thing I want to discuss is I've listened to people who's like, Adesanya's. he's not that good. And I'm like, they're like, he's a points fighter. I'm like, no, he's not. He's Floyd Mayweather. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, if you attack him, you're going to get hurt. If you allow him to do what he does, he's just going to beat you by points. He doesn't need to take risks. He's a counter striker by nature. He, he doesn't make it dirty. He doesn't make it ugly. Now that he, he's figured out that leg kicks are a big problem for all of his opponents, yep. he'll compromise your front leg, and he'll make sure that you think twice about coming in. If you're not big as Jan Blakovich, you're not going to do anything. To him. You're all going to stay on the outside. And I, I listen to people say he's not that good. No. We are witnessing one of the greatest runs in a single weight class in UFC history. He's done this in four years. Yeah. He's the champ. He fought
1: six times in like his first year, which was and he insane.
2: He's cleaned out the division. It took Anderson Silva like six years to clear out the division. And, you know, look, people that comparing them to, no, stop. Anderson Silva was like another football league away right now. Yeah, Because right now. Anderson Silva showed up, beat Chris Lieben, mauled him, Rich Franklin twice, Dan Henderson. And then it was just, he started playing around. He goes, Stephen Bonner, Forrest Griffin. Like he just beat up people. Now, on one hand, you look at Anderson Silva's record, and you was like, well, has he beaten somebody as good as Robert Wicker That's apples and oranges. It's a different era. At the
1: time, yeah. he beat the number one through four, number two, at a higher
2: weight class. He beat and everybody. And yeah, before. like, Chael Sonnen wasn't Chell great. Chael Sonnen, Sonnen is the Chell, tough one, right? Because what happened? Chael Sonnen mugged him for four rounds. Yeah. Anderson Silva threw up a triangle, beat him. They had the rematch. Anderson Silva destroyed him. him. Yeah. And it was like, well, that's the outlier. Now, when people and talk Kale about... And was on everything. Yes. Juice to the gills. Now, when people talk about Israel Adesanya not being Anderson Silva, I'm like, well, here's the tricky thing. Because people was like, well, Anderson Silva destroyed everybody. He didn't. No. He fought Talos Leite. He fought Patrick Cote. They were terrible fights. Why? Because they didn't come at him. Mm-hmm. There were guys that would just be like, I'm not... I'm not... I'm cool. I'm here to get a check. People's goal is to survive. Right. And that's where we're at with with Israel Adesanya. They go into the fight, and there was like, there was a moment where Robert Whittaker charged, and then Adesanya jabbed him. And you saw Whittaker step back and was like, "I don't know what I'm doing." Like yeah. he was like, "What was I thinking? I'm gonna stay back here and just hope things happen." Yeah. And if you can't wrestle, you can't beat him. Which was the same thing with Anderson Silva. The only reason Chris Weidman beat him is it was a threat to wrestle. To wrestle. Kelvin Gastelum gave Israel Adesanya a hard time because it was a threat to wrestle. Nobody wrestles against him now. Marvin Vittori Whittaker shut him trying. down. He tried, but. And
1: I mean, four out of 10 takedowns isn't bad. And that's why people thought, like, yeah. we can give him rounds. But Izzy was popping right back up. It wasn't Jan no, Kovic, like, where Jam holds him down. Exactly. Izzy was up in 30 seconds each time. And to me, and this is my biggest thing in UFC and like the change in scoring and all this stuff needs to happen, just getting someone on the ground. Isn't a win for me. No, you have to do something. You have to do something. To the point, if you get someone on the ground and they're a jiu-jitsu practitioner, they throw up seven subs and you're fighting for your life, even though you landed the takedown, I'm giving it to the other dude. Yes. If he's mauling you with elbows, slicing you open, and you're just sitting in, in half guard, like, oh, my God, don't hit me with elbows, I'm giving it to the other guy. Yeah. Taking someone to the ground and then popping back up, that doesn't do anything.
2: No, Robert, dude, Whitaker tried everything he could to win this fight without getting himself fucked up. Yep. And he lost. And now is in a spot where he's cleaned out this division in four years. And the only person left, going back to Kamayev, it's literally, there's nobody left. You look at that division right now. I'm going to pull this up. You look at this middleweight division. How good would him versus Yuri be though? Like? If he decided to go up, I know. Because Yuri's going to kill. Yeah, you're over. But you look at the middleweight division Robert Whitaker, Jared Kananier, Marvin Vituri, Derek Brunson. Sean Strickland? He's like the next guy. Wow. He washes Sean Strickland. I like that style fight, though. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Paulo Costa, you already beat him. Yep. Jack Romanson, Darren Till, Uriah Hall, Kelvin Gaslam, Brad Tavares. What are we doing here? Kamayev.
1: Um... Kamaya can get the shot tomorrow. I don't even like on paper to me Kamaya is better
2: than There's, all of those. There contenders. is but, nobody yeah. here that's going to give Adesanya a problem. None of these guys. There's going to people. Like, what about the Sean Strickland fight? No, it's a good fight. It's a good fight. It's but fun. Sean Strickland is smarter. He's not smart enough. He's dumb enough to not care and come yep. at him. Come at me, bro. He gets pieced up. Yep. If Adesanya stays in this weight class and doesn't get, ah, I should go up to light heavyweight again. Which, at some point, he's going to get bored and want to do that again. Yeah. But if he stays here, he breaks Anderson Silva's record. As the division stands right now. Unless Kamaev comes up. comes up, And I need to see Kamaev beat one or two people. Maybe a top ten opponent, which he hasn't done yet. I need to see Kamaev fight. I'll give you two people. Robert Whitaker, of course. In this division? Yeah. Oh. Robert Whitaker, of course. And give me Darren Hill and Vittori. I want to see what he does with a wrestler like Vittorio. Vittorio would him. be good. And then I want to see him fight Whitaker. Two fights, you get a title shot. Okay. But you got you to gotta have two fights. I don't want to see you just immediately get a title shot. Well, in the
1: meantime, that gives Izzy a chance to go against um, two opponents, which I think
2: he has. Yeah, he got, he'll got he have Cannon there, and, and he'll probably Strickland. have Strickland if Strickland wins another fight. Yeah. Surely enough to put Strickland in there. Strickland might wait. Izzy, I think Izzy's doing a quick turnaround. He might, but I don't think Strickland's gonna wait that long because Strickland's ranked five. And with Vittorio ahead of you, you might end up fighting Vittorio. Maybe. You know, so it, it, it won't be Whitaker, right? No. So it's like, if you're Strickland, you gotta take another fight. Plus, they're hungry, they need to eat, they need yeah, money. Yeah. So you gotta take another fight. But that's that's it. And in the, in the interim, Kamayev comes in and is like, I'm gonna fight Darren Till. And the next fight, I'll fight Robert Whitaker, whoever, if Whitaker needs a fight, I got him. And now you have a title fight. And now you have, that's the one person. And the problem, the problem with this fight in general is that we've seen a lot from Kamara, but we haven't seen him against league competition yet. Nope. So give me two fights, and then we got to fight. Same thing at welterweight, though. Yeah, but... Got to, got to fight someone who's top 10. Whoever it is. Otherwise, Izzy's going to run off with this division. He's going to break all the records. He's going to be the greatest middleweight of all time because nobody else can beat him. The, the problem is, is now
1: you're paying him a lot to fight people who yeah. aren't very good. That's yeah. the biggest problem. Not... Because, to me, they're still not paying him his worth, necessarily. But what's worth, right? It's whatever someone's willing to give you. But they're paying him a good amount. Like, this new deal, the numbers came out, 1.5 guaranteed. Yeah. Before pay-per-view points. That's what champions should be making. That's, like, even on the low end. Yeah. But, I mean, if their pay-per-views do pretty well. So, that's Terrence Crawford top rank level at the end of the day with pay-per-view points. You know, that's... Probably what, what five six mil most boxers get unless you're Errol Spence or you know someone on top of that. Is Devin Haney numbers <laughs> like it's you? Crazy. You can cash out one point five guaranteed. You're probably cashing out at five mil, right? If you do six hundred thousand paper,
2: right? Which
1: most USC cards do in their sleep because their fans are just conditioned to buy paper. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's good. I think John Jones would fight for that. Like this is all John's wanted. Yeah, I mean, and Ganu just wants to fight for more than 600,000 guaranteed. Because, granted, that's not how much he takes home. Right. But even with pay per view points, you're like, yo, like, give me another mil guaranteed. So I think, is he set that that next bar? Should be higher, but is he set a good bar now?
2: It's, it's tough because he, he sets the bar. He's got a new contract. He says he hopes it trickles down. But it doesn't trickle down if you don't force it to trickle down. Because Dana looks at the situation like, yeah, I paid you. You're the champ. Yeah. I'm not going to pay the other guys that money. Why would I do that? Even the other champs. Yeah, like, the other champs, fuck them. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm not going to pay them this money. Like, Adesanya is a draw. Yeah. And we'll see what happens if these pay-per-view numbers come out, whatever. But he's a draw. People want to see him fight. He goes viral. People want to see Adesanya fight. Can't say the same for everybody else. Usman's next deal probably has to look identical. I mean, but the, he has to fight for it. Right? Yes. And, and
1: now it's well, like... his management will. He has a, Ali. Ali. Yeah, Ali's not going to just sit back
2: and No, make it but you have to fight for that kind of deal. And... Usman's in that same spot where it's like, all right, I'm going to fight Leon Edwards. I'll probably bust his ass. And then it's like, well, pay me. The the problem on, on both sides of this is like what you just said. And it's like, well, why? Because who are you fighting? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, that ain't my fault. It's your fault. Find me some opponents. <laughs> pay me so I don't have to worry about this R- stuff. I mistakenly already cleared out everybody. Yeah, whoops. My bad. I beat everybody. You, you slow play me to the top. I beat yep. everybody on the way up. Ain't nobody left. No, he made me beat Covington twice. Yeah, now now both of my these bums are fighting in a main event five round fight, and I beat them both. Yeah, I've knocked both of them out. Yeah, knocked. I fought both of them. Wait, like if you look at it, Usman beat both of them twice. Knocked each of them out one. once, and decisioned both of them once. And they're in a main event. You better pay me. Yeah, I mean he got to get the same deal. <laughs> yo, he's pro- he's arguably the number one pound for pound fighter in the world right yeah, now. You got to
1: pay what you owe. Like, yo, listen, those best matchups are behind Jeez. me. But I did that on my old deal. That's not my fault. Now you got to pay me a lot to fight people way less.
2: Yeah, like that's that's not my fault. Nope, I beat all your cash cows. Yep, send them home. Now the cash cows are fighting cash cows for nothing. Yeah, like what is no this? one could beat me. <laughs> like, oh, what are they gonna get it? another shot at me? Like, that doesn't make any sense. You don't deserve nothing. No, nah. it's it's going to be.
1: Weird. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. We're actually going to hit our break. We're going to come back in with Jamal Hill, who fights this weekend. We'll talk boxing on our next show or early next week. So much is going on, but nothing's final. So boxing can take uh, the back seat So we see how Amir Khan and everything plays out. So all MMA show today. Very fun. You guys don't go anywhere. Be right back. Talking more UFC with Jamal Hill. All right, everyone, welcome back. We promised more UFC. Here it is. We have one half of the main event this weekend. Jamal Hill joining us. He's taking on Johnny Walker in the main event. Man, Jamal, thank you for taking time out during fight week. We know it's always tough. Big fight for you. But it feels like every fight you're in is a big fight because you make it feel that way. Like, I remember watching you on Contender Series and you came out like you're already a superstar. You were talking about, like, yo, I've trained my whole life to fight John Jones. I know I'm going to be at the top of this division. Where does that confidence come from? And you've had it all along. Are you shocked to be in these spots? Or are you like, yo, it's about time?
3: No, I'm not shocked. It's just something that I've just been preparing for, getting ready for. Um, Just just the work that I put in. The work I put in, uh, the grind, um, and then seeing my skills as opposed to everybody else's, and then seeing how everybody else views things and stuff like that. And I just feel that I'm unique and different.
2: Yeah, when you say unique and different, right, you're fighting Johnny Walker, who was a guy that at one time, people was like, that's the future of the light heavyweight division. Now he's kind of hit a rough patch, and you get him in the main event. And skill for skill, I think you guys are complementing each other very well in what I expect to be just a straight up banger. In oh, t- so- in terms of a banger, is that? Do you look forward to guys like Johnny Walker, who you know, there ain't gonna be no plan. We we about to throw some hands in here.
3: Um, yeah, I like the fact that he that he comes and he comes out the bang. But as far as the similarities
2: between between what are the similarities? There's, I'm saying there's no similarities because in the, in the right now he's one and was he one in three three and his, his last, last four
1: one.
2: yeah. And you've been on you've been on the up and up, but it's a fight where you're taking a guy. There's no similarity here. The point I'm making is the guy that everybody thought was going to be the next big thing, and you've been coming up right behind him, just kind of sneaking up. I was like, all right, that's what's up. Keep talking about him. You still talking about him? Yeah, I mean,
3: I'm used to that. I'm used to that. Period. You know what I mean? We live in the area in the area of the fads. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm a legit. I feel like I'm a legit, and uh, I feel like guys like I mean, certain guys are fads. You know what I mean? They come in, they have a hot start. They do some good things. They get a lot of hype behind them and stuff like that. And it's just because it's cool to support them and stuff like that. I feel like Sean O'Malley is one of those guys. Whenever he comes up against a real like, real legit, it's gonna we're going to see what it is. But, um, yeah, bro. What makes you
1: so different than these guys? Or, actually, does that put a chip on your shoulder? I know what makes you different. You're, you're grinding, you're working from everything, you know, you're working your way up the ladder. They're not feeding you opponents, right? You have to prove yourself every fight, but does that put a chip on your shoulder? Do you want to knock these guys off who are fads? Do you want to go and steal their shine and be like, listen, I'm the real
3: superstar? I mean, I want to, yeah, I want to expose it. You know what I mean? I want to expose the real, you know what I mean? That's what I'm here for. I'm here to see what's, what, what it is, you know, um, but does that make me feel some type of, not uh, not really, you know what I mean? I'm just here to do me, you know what I mean? I was going to have to do this, do all of this regardless. This is all, this is all the things that I wanted. This just comes with what I asked for with getting into this life.
2: You feel like you're still kind of learning on the job because, you know, you were what, I think you were five and zero in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you've kind of come up pretty quick. Whereas, miss- well, Some guys they feel like they're a complete package, right? They feel like, oh, it's just a matter of time before I get mine. But do you feel like you're still learning lessons in the octagon when you fight? You feel like you can feel like he's a complete package, but I
3: guarantee you, in the gym, he's improving on something. There's something. All right, I need to work on this. I need to get better at this. I need to get better at this. I need to get better at this. So, so that's always the key. That's always the goal. I'm always doing that. You know what I mean? So there is. I mean, for me, that's 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 how I kind of look at that question. When you're in the gym,
1: when you're pushing through these long days, when you're getting better, what motivates you then? Because you're not motivated necessarily by knocking off these, these people who get more hype or anything else. What motivates you to continue to grind? I didn't say I
3: not motivated by that. I just said that's not, that's not the whole thing I'm, I'm behind. Of course I want I to want the dudes. That I, I'm here to make money, bro. I'm here to... <laughs> I'm here, you, see, you see him? You see this? I got six of these. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And they not cheap. You know what I mean. So I'm, I'm here to I'm here to get that bag. You know what I'm saying.
2: When you fighter pay, everybody talks about fighter pay. I don't yeah. want to put you too much on the spot, but how do you feel about your compensation, especially heading into a fight like this, like your main eventing a fight night, a five round fight? Do you feel like you've been been compensated properly? You think some things might need to be fixed when it comes to fighter pay?
3: I mean, yeah, of course things need to be fixed when it comes to fighter pay. Hands down, no no way around it. When you look at the amount of money that the fighters are generating versus what they're taking home, then yeah, there's something that needs to be talked about and there's something that needs to be changed. But at the same time, you know what I mean, like right now, for me, I um, you know, I'm in a good place in my life. I'm making good money, you know what I mean? I've worked some I work some I've some regular jobs. So I've, i I've made that at barely just getting by money, you know what I mean, and things like that. But uh, for right now, I'm good. But, yeah, bro, mean, I'd like to see a change. You Always make more money. Not,
1: nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, when you look at the light heavyweight division and how it stands right now, a lot of people say the division is thin. But, honestly, that's because John Jones was in this division for so long. Now it's wide open again. When you look at all the other fighters, the guys in the top ten, do you look at that and be like, yo, I could beat all of them? like i'm I'm going to and think that it's only a matter of time before you're in those main event challenging for the titles when you look around at the landscape.
3: I don't feel like I can beat them. I feel like I can dominate them um I feel like I can dominate this entire division um that's what I'm here for. that's what I'm trying to do hell yeah, I can't wait to get in those main I can't wait to get that pay-per view check you know what i mean I'm, I'm, I'm trying I'm looking to get that bag. I think this division. Has a lot of talent in it, and it does. Um, but we, we need more stars. We need more people to step out to the forefront and show
2: show themselves and things like that. So you got your um, son with you. Uh, it's an interesting. Some people leave the kids at home when it's time to go fight. You brought your son with you. Does he watch your fights? Yeah. How? You he right here. You watch my fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And do, do all your all your kids watch the fights? Yeah. Some people are different in that. Some people are like, ah, you know, I don't wanna bring my kids to see me fight. You know, is daddy's different when I'm in the cage and the daddy's home and daddy's daddy. Why, why is it a so different view? Yeah,
3: that, that that,
2: that
3: I'm I'm the same. I'm the same with my kids, all that. Um is the fight fighting is a part of life. It's it's life, you know what I mean? It's what I do. You know what I mean? Um so for them to come and see it, I, I explained to him. Like we had to talk, we had to talk before I came. Like your dad could get hurt. It's a possibility. I could be knocked unconscious. I could have to go to the hospital. I could get split open. All of that. I mean, I talk to them. I explain that to him. You know what I mean? And then I tell him the process that comes with that. You know, um, and I, I leave it up to him. It's up to him. If he wants if he decides he wants to come, you know, um, he can come. If he decides like uh, maybe it's a little too much, you know I mean, the emotions might be a little bit too much for him. And, you know, that's fine. A question. I mean, one, thing about me is, one thing about me as a parent, my kids are allowed to be be who, be who they want to be. I don't force nothing on my kids.
1: Being around environments, a lot of times people, you know, just being there, kids especially fall in love with what their parents are doing or the environment, the lights. Like, I'm sure he's going to love fight night, right? The entrances, the atmosphere. What if 10, 12 years, he comes up to you and be like,
3: Dad, I want to be a fighter. If he comes up to me 10, 12 years, I'd be like, bro, you waited too long. (laughs) (laughs) You waited too long. (laughs) But, but yeah, I mean, if that's what he wanted to do, then I'm going to support him. I mean, but I'm also going to be real with him. I'm going to see where he at. I'm going to see if he's on that level. And if he's not, I'm going to let
2: him know. So, got a couple more for you. I mean, it's a five-round fight, but is there any reason for us to think this fight goes a distance?
3: (laughs) the time limit is there, so I mean, I guess you can think of it for that, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm not trying to make I'm not. not trying to go the distance. I don't trust these
2: judges. There it is. <laughs> that, that's the, man, I, I, you know, I listen to fighters talk often, and I talk to a lot of fighters. Someone's like, yeah, you know, if it goes the distance, it goes the distance. But he, this past weekend, we saw some goofy scorecards at UFC 271. You don't want to no watch well, that. I
3: don't want no smoke with the judges, bro. <laughs> I don't want no smoke with the judges, bro.
1: So after let's go, I mean, you're a confident man, you win this weekend. Do you go in there ready with a a mindset of like, yo, I got to call this person out. I got to call that person out. What, what is your next step? So do you truly just live in the moment or do you have like this, this plan of where you want, you know, where you want to be in a year, where you want to be in two years. Is this part of a a master plan? Are you just going into this fight and be like, yo, this is what I want to do right now.
3: Yeah, I mean it's always a master plan, but I'll take it as it i take it as it comes. As of right now, um I made those call-outs and everything last fight to let people know that I mean to let to let everybody in the company know that, you know, what I mean I call my shot. You send them to me, I'm gonna take care of it. You know, um, but uh we had a contract negotiation in between
2: that time. So I ain't trying to fight nobody that's making more money than me. That's yo. I, I I know you just talked about Sean O'Malley, but Sean has kind of said the same thing. He's like, if I got this contract, why am I gonna go out here and fight all these people making all this money when my contract's still the same? That's that's just good business, right?
3: Yeah. I did that already. I mean, if we being if we being real, if you go back and you look at the you look at the payouts from all the cards that I've been on, I've been fighting. This is my this is my what? Six. my five. fourth ranked opponent. It's yeah. my fourth ranked opponent out of six UFC fights. You know what I mean? And then go look at what they were making. Look at what OSP made when I fought him. You know what right. I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not the same. It wasn't the same. You know what I mean? So I felt like I maybe I might get jumped a little bit further You know what I mean? For, for doing that. And I did, but at the same time I feel like I didn't. So I'm going to fight around the level of people that I feel like I should be fighting. And then with that,
1: when do you feel like because a, a lot of people, a lot of the thing is, is like, yo, you got to fight because this is your livelihood. But is there a point where you go and say, this is my time to take a stand? Like, I, I get, I'm in the top five. Yo, I can't fight for this. Like, we just, I just got to sit until it, it's time for me to make hey, what I, I need to make.
3: That come down to how you manage your money, bro. <laughs> yeah. That come down to how you manage your money, bro. I mean, can you, can you go without working? <laughs>
2: Well, that's the problem, right? Because everybody's got to fight. I think that's a complicated thing. Conor McGregor said Eddie Alvarez, the worst decision he made was not getting a new contract before he fought me, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> and boxing is different. Boxing is a fight-by-fight basis. You negotiate heading into that fight. In your case, okay, you smash, smash Johnny Walker, right? And they give you another fight. You smash him. And now, as the ranking committee, they put you in the top five. They offer you a title fight, but it's on the same contract. How, how do you, what do you do? I say no. See other cats won't do that. We yeah. need more people to do that. We need more people to say no, like pay me what I'm worth. If you want me to fight. Everybody can do what
3: they want to do. You know what I mean? You also gotta understand, bro. Everybody come, everybody come from different places. True. So everybody's understanding and interpretation of their value is different. We'll say that.
1: I mean, that's that's fair. That is absolutely fair. That's spot on. And you know what you're fighting for, obviously. Got your son next to you, the family. And it's, it's been great to watch your journey because a lot of people see and they, they see this person who's very confident in the octagon. who Doesn't mind, you know, speaking his mind after the fights and they see this big personality. And it, it's great for us to get this other side of you. You know, you're just a dad. You're someone
3: fighting for your family. Someone yeah, put in food see, on the you table. You see what he been doing this whole time. You see what he been doing this whole time. They don't care about none of, They don't care about this shit. They really, they truly don't. They just, what are we doing, Dad? Are we going to, like I mean? It's all about if they having fun. I mean, it, it's not no. oh, you're doing this, your dad is. Just, it's none of that, bro. It's shit, man. Dad, if I ain't having fun with that, man, fuck what he talking about. <laughs> big big fact I whatever. Mean, like Yo,
2: Your dad's real. on TV He's like whatever He don't care And you know I, yeah. I just want to put it out here They don't even tell people. They don't even
3: tell nobody. <laughs> I mean I think i on his friends You know But they don't even tell nobody Shit I wish I was my dad <laughs> You know what I mean like, like They don't like this. They not I took him so I take him to the shoe store Like Bro, we about to go shopping You know what I mean go, Grab whatever you want Grab shoes Whatever Grab whatever you want No Yo, they don't they care don't about you know, none of that, that. Not,
2: you just true. daddy. Yeah. You just daddy. So, so look, bad. man. Look, before we let you guys let you know this, because you're on our show, we've had a two fighter losing streak at this point. Yes. Derek Brunson was on the show last week, and he lost. So, we, so we're hoping that you snap it. But more importantly... Ah, oh, uh, shit. Y'all already told me this before I did the interview? Hey, <laughs> but we had... What was the winning streak before that? Oh, we, we were we on the six-fight <laughs> six winning streak. We were on the six-fight winning streak I that. Was, was on the show. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so most importantly, it's Black History Month. And sue me, because I'm rooting for everybody that's black. So regardless of <laughs> you being like, we want... We need cats like you to win and get this W. Because, uh, you know, we repping for the culture. I ain't going to be, you know... I ain't going to yes, lie sir. about it. I'm 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 roof everybody's black. So go get that bread, man. We want to have you back here.
3: Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, we look
2: forward to it, man. Thanks.
1: Thanks for chopping it up with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. We love seeing all different sides of fighters, and and, and this is great.
2: Hey, what's your son's name? What's your son's name? Hey, tell people about your dad. Yeah. Tell people (laughs) about your dad. (laughs) Your dad's the man. (laughs) (laughs) man. Tell people about your pops. Promote me, man, promote <laughs> <laughs> No job. <laughs> nah, we
1: appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck on Saturday. Appreciate it. All right. That was Jamal Hill. Fight Saturday at UFC Fight Night right here in Vegas. Main event. Man, that guy's been an animal lately. Yeah. So it's great to see this other side of him. So many people, you know, we see the, the loud, just wildness and all this stuff. Man, it, it, it's great to just chop it up with fighters on something normal. So make sure you guys watch that. Show support. Help him get the bag. Help him do numbers. Let's get this man a contract. A new, a higher deal right here. This man's running through ranked opponents. No, that was our show today. We really appreciate all of you. Like I said before, we'll talk boxing later on in the week, either next show or the show after, to make sure we're caught up in everything there. Our show on Sunday is actually moving a day earlier, so you will catch our next show Saturday morning, Because WWE has Elimination Chamber out. So, you know what? It's always nice to sneak in pro wrestling shows. We're going to do a full preview Elimination Chamber talk. Cody Rhodes. Yeah, we might need to put it out Friday. Might Might be Friday night.
2: Yeah, because Elimination Chamber is dumb early in the West
1: Coast. Oh, it is super early. All right. Well, look at that. Friday. So, almost back-to-back shows this week. That's going to be fun for you guys. So, we appreciate you. Look forward to that wrestling show coming next. In the meantime, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. At Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube, the Corner Podcast, all of our shows, full video up on there, so you guys can see us in our fitteds this week, looking looking good here because we didn't get time to shave or anything. Even though the old man, the beard is still sharp. Yeah, you got that done a- like a week and a half ago. It's still,
2: yeah, still crisp. I- I keep
1: it tight, but you know, shaving the hair is a little, yeah. tight, a little bit, <laughs> a little, little bit different. Um, shout out to everyone in production. Producer Cole Bebe running around like a madman. Over here, um, Antoine's on boards. Everybody else, I don't know, Jordan. So everybody's back there. Brian's back there, Jordan back there, everybody back there. Wait, is he? No, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Jordan's running around, too. Everybody here at Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. We appreciate you. Stay safe. Stay on free. Let's have some fun at these fights. Tons of combat sports coming up in the next couple of weeks, so we appreciate you. Until next time, we're out. Serving collectors since 1945.